Hello, hello, testing. All right. <laughs> I never know how to get into these things. It always feels uncomfortable. It feels like I should present it as some kind of show, some entertainment. The Forrest Stevens Show. Here we go, a conversation that will make you think. That's the subtitle <laughs> of my title. Um, yeah, you know, it's just... Uh, I was having some trippy conversations, some interesting conversations on the phone with uh, Emily... And it made me think about conversations that I've had in my life and how I kind of want to change the way that I have conversations on this podcast and and the, what I want to present to the world. And I think it's really interesting. And, you know, I think a lot of our entertainment is very staged. It's a 60-minute podcast show with your favorite comedian and they talk to another comedian who has certain stories that they tell and you can listen to the same comedian if they release, for instance, a special or they're in a movie or something. They'll go on a whole podcast circuit of all these different podcasts and they'll basically tell the same story either in a shortened version for 60 minutes or a long version for two hours or three hours depending on the podcast format and they get into different things slightly different but it's the same person hitting the same bullet points that they know that work and that will elicit an interesting conversation about who they are and how they have become who they are and that's just the format of interviews right and that's basically how loosely or how strict the show follows that format. That's basically what these podcasts are, is, is a type of conversation. But when I have conversations, especially with people that I know, that's not what they are. And there are those kind of podcasts as well, you know, ones of, of two people where they don't really have topics per se, or maybe they do, but it's, it's more of just a conversation between two friends. Um, and some of these podcasts are really entertaining in the, in that way. But personally, I've had conversations over the phone, like the conversation I just had with Emily, where it was just, it was just amazing. We just got into these really, really interesting places where we were asking questions and we were explaining things that were very complex and getting into this position of of thinking about the way the world is and realizing that beliefs are no matter what how broad your belief is it's it's this targeted thing and how the world is too complex to fit into our beliefs or our plans or the way we think and there's all these other variables and and how there's these systems of belief that people are raised in and this was just a con just a random conversation, you know. Um, I have just been I had been driving for six and a half hours to go to the the nearest town today, and you know, just basically listened to audiobooks and did my shopping that I needed to do in this city and come back, and I was just exhausted, you know, eating okay food but also not great food you know because i'm out and <laughs> i can experience these experiences that i don't at home you know my my life is much simpler here i don't have the ability to go out to to fast food or restaurants or anything here really and um 
that brings with it a certain level of just exhaustion that day. And at the end of that day, I just have this amazing, interesting conversation, even though I'm tired. And these certain things come into my mind from this conversation that just open me up to new thinking. And that's what I want podcasts to be, is a way of, of getting introduced to some new thought. And I think the podcasts that I've listened to that have really you know, meant something to me, have done that. They've introduced a new thought into my brain. And then it makes me think of, how can I do that here? The way that I can do that here is not in some structured formatic way, although it's possible to do that. And I'm, I'm, and I, and I know it's possible because people do it and they're very successful at it. Um, but it's also to me, I think it's, uh, I think there's something about it for me where it's better for me. And that's what I'm trying to find is something that I can truly do and truly feel passionate about. I think that's what we want with our creative work is something that we truly, truly love and expressing that. Um, and I love those moments of having those authentic conversations. And for some reason I want to capture that and I'm just want I'm just trying to figure out why I want to capture that and put that on a podcast. Um because I th- I think it'll be I think it's valuable. I think it's valuable to be a part of those conversations, but I wonder if it's valuable to listen to those kind of conversations. And uh I just wonder because there's a certain quality of conversation or of comedy or or feeling like the there's some sort of pace to certain types of podcasts and I just wonder if that's what people are drawn to is that that pace those jokes those quips those stories those those types of you know it's like literally it's like they're, they're saying, everybody in podcasts are saying words in a certain way, as in, in a certain order, but also with a certain inflection and, and speed and, and way of talking. And we find those different words pleasing <laughs> or not pleasing or the pace or the way it's said. And it's, um, it's just very interesting to think about that and how like you could <laughs> you could dial it into just a formulaic um, thing that it just always provides that value. Um, but there's also this sense of novelty, I think, you know, that that sparks something of um, I think novelty has a has a power to it. You know, it's you could listen to that comedian who's doing the podcast circuit and you could listen to the first podcast that they do they that you find of it and it might hit in a way that the second one of that person with even a different host even asking different questions won't hit because they'll hit on the same type of the novelty will have worn off it will be repetitive in some way 
And I think the beauty of art and the the power of creation and, and creative expression is that it is not routine. It is not what you expect. It is in its own way unique. And that is what is beautiful of it. It breaks you out of that routine even for a second. If it's visual art, you look at it and it breaks you out of the world that you've been living in just for a moment because it is jarring, because it is different than your normal life. So that's what that novelty does in the creative expression. That's why if you binge watch Mr. Beast on YouTube after the fifth or sixth or seventh video, maybe, even though it's so dialed in, it so hits all those, those things that are interesting and it's fun and the pace and everything is so dialed in, it is still repetitive. And at a point, it becomes too repetitive and it becomes boring. And I don't know how that necessarily relates to the original thing I was thinking of about podcasting and how to podcast and just my me learning how to podcast in my own way and not being hey, this is the Boris Stevens show. Let's get into it. We're going to talk about this today. You know, new current events. You know, I have this certain style, whatever, you know, not doing that or doing that, whatever I enjoy, but I don't enjoy that. <laughs> I can force myself to do that sometimes. But when the true passion flows, when inspiration hits, that isn't how it comes out for me. Um, And I'm not even trying to figure out how to repeat a process. I'm trying to figure out how to release podcasts, whatever they end up being. I think um, <clears throat> another thing I, I've been thinking on that I'm going to try to get to, you know, this is the, the second part of the podcast is always a little dicier than the first because the first part first part I'm getting into it and then I hit a subject that I that I'm that I want to hit on that is really prevalent in my mind and is is right there and the reason I press record but then there's the second reason and that's the second half of the 30 minute podcast if or 20 or 50, 25 or whatever it ends up being roughly but you know the second the second thing I'm trying to hit on is always a little dicier um, and this one is about, um, the idea of, of, uh, yeah, this is what I mean. It's, oh, it's always a little dicier and it's just because it's less form. It's less formulated in my head. It's less figured out. It's more complex. Um, and I don't think I even had my first thought on this podcast figured out at all, but I, I'm, I, I got, we got talking about the difference between Amazon and Walmart and how Walmart in the early 2000s, in 2010 even, you know, um, two, I, I don't know when it started, but I know that when I was a teenager, it was like the alternative activist-ish type thing or hippie type thing or, or just non-conformist type thing to not shop at Walmart. 
it was seen like you know walmart came in actually a lot of it at that point was just that the wages were really bad and that there were these reports of employees having to be on government food stamps and government social programs even though they were employed by walmart I mean, there's another side to this where Walmart, literally their business structure destroyed small businesses and forced people to work at one corporation and have one for a lack of a better term. I'm trying to think of, you know, I want to say like slave driver, you know, there's one person cracking the whip. There's one corporation yelling down from the top at everybody and saying, get to work, get to work. We don't care. If this doesn't work for you, work how we want you to work. Um, there's no real freedom in a corporation like Walmart. Uh, there might be in certain little sectors and pockets that that are encouraged to have some sort of creativity. But in the most case, these, these co corporate structures function in a way where if you don't work, well, we can replace you. It doesn't matter if you need an extra rest day or or if you work by having a place to come and relax at that isn't what we facilitate here we need you to constantly be going our our company and our corporation and our business it's on the stock market it runs 24 7 i mean the stock market doesn't run 24 7 um we're, we're on the currency market it runs 24 7 but but what i mean is that culture you know we're you know we, we run non-stop. We don't care about your schedule. You make your schedule within our schedule. And I have this sort of vision of this, this one type of person that can drive people in that brute way. And it's not a person that really cares about the individuals it's somebody who cares about something different than than the people it's somebody that cares about something external to even themselves even to their own humanity and uh, of course i'm talking about basically money and and the system of creating that of of repetition that that rinses and repeats and just takes a small percentage or a large percentage but it takes a percentage and will continue to do so from the pool you know it's literally draining the pool a corporation will come into a town and this was the the concept of walmart really and it will start taking the profits from all these other businesses and just sucking it out like the pool of resources is a literal physical pool. Imagine it as water. And Walmart comes in with a big hose and starts draining that. Well, all these other businesses, you know, have hoses, but then it's circular. But Walmart's taking that and they're draining it and they're bringing it back to one person. Basically at the top or a handful of people. And um, it's not a good system. It's a destructive system. And it led to the tech company... Amazon being able to do that on such a bigger broader scale they took over one market you know book sales they destroyed bookstores but now they take a little bit or actually quite a lot of profits from every other business it doesn't matter what you sell it is on Amazon and it's probably cheaper 
and it's cheaper because it's subsidized by the large amounts of money that they make from uh, from their profitable sectors and it's subsidized by the the amount of investors that they have in their company because they are so global and dominant and so they can take short-term losses just like walmart did you know loss leaders literally selling at something at a loss just to get people in the door because they know that once they're in the door they might as well pick up a couple other things it's easier than going to two stores just like it's easier to stay at home and order something off of Amazon than it is to go to a store, hunt, hunt it down in the aisle or not even be able to find it in the aisle, talk to somebody, they go check the back. It was, it's not even there, even though it was advertised or you looked it up online and saw it. So it just becomes so much easier to stay at home and shop on Amazon. And so but what does Amazon get its flack about? Amazon gets its flack not about destroying basically all local economy or siphoning off the local economy and making it just a little shittier than it probably already is, um, you know, with all the other problems in the world. But it, it gets flack about its workers' conditions. It gets flack about people who have decided to take a factory job and a logistics job and the only reason people are taking those jobs is because they think it's a good option for them in their current situation they're not taking it out of choice they're not saying you know what i'd really like to do i'd really like to work in the amazon factory shipping items and just doing logistics work and not being able to go for a pee break and you know, working for basically the most ruthless slave driver of our time. That sounds great to me. No, they're not saying that because they choose to. It's because they might have a lot of debt. They might not have other options. Um, and the reason they might not have other options is because Amazon is just siphoning a profit from any other business that might be able to hire people like that um, and can't anymore because of the cost of wages it's so expensive having an employee i mean everybody just thinks that they should be employed but it's expensive having an employee you know it's it's it takes quite a bit uh, of a of a business to be able to employ someone else beyond yourself and it's kind of a privilege that we live in a world where so many jobs are created for people so much industry is created for people. And of course, there's going to be these lower rungs of employment that are going to be shitty. But if we look around the world, we see even worse, like working conditions and employment because there's even worse industry out there. There's a lack of businesses in certain areas. And those areas, the working conditions will possibly be even worse and yet we blame amazon for their efficiencies with human labor um, and we do that over twitter and we do that on our phones and our phones have certain components that might have been mined by people who are 
slaves and don't have a choice at all in their employment. And we do that from our phones that are created and put together by people who are working for even less than the people that ship them. And we live in this world that is so complex. And I got back to the original idea of in the early 2000s or mid 2010s or whatever, people were saying, don't shop at Walmart. And now there's people saying, don't shop at Amazon. And some people are saying like, actually, Walmart's not so bad <laughs> because look how bad Amazon is. And there's still people who there's and then there might be people who shop at Amazon, but still don't shop at Walmart or people who shop at Walmart because they think it's better than Amazon. And it's not much. It's not, it's not by much, but maybe it is. I don't know. I don't know all these things, but it's just um, it's a wider problem. Because if you look at, you know, why is Amazon allowed to do that? Why is a corporate culture encouraged where nobody sleeps, where companies are being run 24 seven, when no one can relax? Maybe that doesn't work for the for people. Maybe that just works for a certain type of person. But it doesn't work for everybody. For me, this comes back to me and, and another idea I had about myself and something I learned from myself about, you know, the reason I like thinking about all these broader things about the, the way society is, because it makes me think also about how I am. And it made me realize that I function higher when I have the place to relax because there is certain certain things that I'm better at when I'm actually allowed to relax and I and I give myself time to relax and I give myself space to relax and I do the things that make me relax. And one of those things is thinking. And one of those things is slowing down and observing and not just running full full speed ahead. And of course, there can be the opposite thing that happens in my life where I relax too much and I think too much and I don't go forward in my life and how relaxing will actually slow me down. So there's that balance. There's that little, you know, a roller coaster, which our life should be to some degree. <clears throat> this was another thing that I was trying to get into where you know, I, I kind of had this vision when I was younger of, of a life being sort of having roller coaster, having a roller coaster life of emotions and events and how that seems, it seemed to me at a, at a point when I was younger, I had this idea that it was a bad thing, that we wanted to be like a monk, that we wanted to just be content with life and our life should be a straight line. It shouldn't be, you know, these waves like a roller coaster up and down. And I actually think now that there's another way to look at that, where if you're just going in a straight line, how you can find yourself in that repetition that I touched on at the, earlier on in this podcast, where you have no sense of novelty and how life becomes actually quite boring. And 
how we need to actually have some up and downs in our life because that's part of life. And we should allow ourselves to feel the range of feelings that we can feel as a human being. We don't just have to decide that this is what we like and this is what we want and this is what we do. And, and I do things this way because of this and this. We can forget that every once in a while and we can just allow ourselves to feel differently, to experience things differently, to do something different. And that will change our lives in individual ways that will possibly improve them. Because I think what can also happen is if we go in that straight line, there can be a sudden shift. It's not a, a gentle roller coaster of up and downs, of, of ranging emotions, of relaxing and being energized and pushing forward and stepping back. Instead, it's a huge step back or a huge step up. And it's this giant rocketing spike up and down or, or down or up. And it's um, what I'm saying is it doesn't feel sustainable to always go in one direction and to, and to set ourselves in a, in a life of routine, whether we decide to do the routine or whether it is subconscious. I think a lot of us, we live subconsciously only. And it can be a way for us to get through certain situations without actually engaging in the moment of life. So, yeah, that's what I've been thinking about. Um, just tripping out like crazy. Trip, trip, tripping. Tripping with Forrest. That's what the podcast used to be called. Wow, I'm at 26, 20. It's interesting. I think that's about when I fade. That's, you know... This takes a lot of energy for me. Um, I'm not trying to create the show. I'm not trying to do anything really besides share in this format of me speaking out loud to myself in my room um, right before going to sleep. Um, I think this is like what I'm trying to do. And uh, I'm just tired as fuck. Wait, what? <laughs> That's not what I was going to say. Um, I don't know what I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I am tired as fuck. That is that is part of what I was going to say. I'm, uh, I fade after around 20, 30 minutes. So I think, I think that's part of the problem with having conversations with people. Um, but although when I... When I get to listen, it is less exhaustive than when I, and you know what I think is actually quite exhaustive is doing the video call because I feel like I have to be on with the videos and I think that's a problem. Um, that's why it's been hard for me to do the van life and chill podcast. I realize is because it's actually quite tiring for me 
to talk to people about van life. Um, it's something I know a lot about and it's something that I, uh, have been interested in, in the past, but it's not really something that I'm, it's not something that I'm really passionate about. Um, which is unfortunate, but that just means somebody that is, will do a better job than I ever could really. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's not like, I also think about it and it's like, oh, it's not that much. And, and it is work. Like it is work. It's just not that. I don't know. Fuck. I easily convince myself to spread myself too thin with the different projects I'm working on quite easily because I always tell myself, oh, I could do that. It's just a little extra work, whatever. Who cares? Like, it's not that hard. And then I realize yeah, but I'm also piling it on top of my fucking horrifically huge pile of edits and housework and construction and renovation and and sponsorship deal videos and going and filming new video van tours and alternative dwelling tours. I'm just like, oh my God, this fucking plate is huge. What have I done? <laughs> it's weird how it can feel like a burden to have something where in the past I've been like, fuck, I have no van tours. I can't release a video. Money's going down. What am I going to do? It's like completely different ends of the spectrum, but yet there's still problems for me. <laughs> it's like, I can't just be like, oh, it's okay. I'll figure out how to get new van tours or me just being like, oh, it's okay. I'll get to those, those edits and I'll get people to help me edit. And it's okay. You know, <laughs> it's hard to tell yourself it's okay sometimes, but that's also what happens when I give myself time to relax is I can, I can process. And that's super important to do because otherwise you give yourself a fucking heart attack. <laughs> you give yourself a anxiety attack at least, and you feel overwhelmed and tired and unable. And with true relaxation comes the ability to feel able after the relaxation. You know, that's why you feel better after you get a good night's sleep is because that is relaxing. And so, yeah, that's about it today. <laughs> um, I hope to get these out, pop them out, pop them out be nice not to do have to do any editing and just release them i think that's what i'm going to start doing because to me it feels like i need less on my plate on this show you know i've talked a lot about money um, investing is an interest of mine money is really important as a store of energy of uh of ourselves and basically we can use it to create in this world. We can make all these different things happen just because of the money that we either use. And the more you accumulate of it, the more you can create. And it's just, uh, it's a fascinating subject. And it's a lot easier sometimes to actually save money than it is to make money. So today's sponsor is Mint Mobile. And if you're in the States and you have a cell phone, you can probably save a lot of money by switching to Mint. I mean, Mint has these plans. It's like 15 bucks a month, unlimited calling, unlimited texting, 
five gigabytes of data. They have 4G, 5G plans. And for 30 bucks, you can get unlimited data included with that plan. And so it's like 30 bucks unlimited data. And the internet is so powerful. We need to get on there. We need to learn. I mean, you're probably, you're using the internet right now to listen to this, to download this. Um, it's important to have, and you might be able to save a ton of money by switching to Mint. So check out the link in the description for Mint Mobile, and we get a kickback here, we get a small commission, so it really, really supports the show. It's super, super important to um, feel like I can actually do this and make a little bit of cash, um, th this podcast, so it's going a long way, and it's really important for you to save money as well. So. If you are spending too much on your mobile, go at least check it out. See if the coverage is good for you, if the service is good for you. And basically, it's a smart business as well. What they've done with Mint Mobile is they've um, they've basically done what more and more companies are doing to save money and to pass it on to consumers, which is not have a retail store. There's a lot of empty shopping malls out there in the world now because there's no need for companies like Mint Mobile to have a cell phone kiosk in the mall or whatever storefront. And so they can pass those savings from not having to um, you know, rent and lease that space, not having to employ those people working there. They can employ people in a more concentrated fashion so they can have less employees and serve more people basically. And they do it all online, all through the internet and the customer service is supposedly pretty good still. Um, that's the other thing too, is you don't want to like lose things by switching to Mint Mobile. So I would I would just recommend checking them out, see if it's a fit for you. Um, basically, when I ever have a problem on my cell phone, I'm calling them anyway. I'm not going into a store. Uh, that's just, you know, you're just looking to get upcharged basically by going into a store anyway. So um, check it out. Links in the description, like I said.